welcome to the Cory Doctorow podcast, live once again from my parents' basement in sunny downtown Toronto, Canada, where it's not very sunny, and where I'm on tour uh, and recording a very brief podcast for you today because I'm on tour and it's very busy. And um, I can tell I'm on tour because I've already started to lose things. Among them is the wind sock for this mic. So I'm sorry in advance if it doesn't sound very good. If any of you happen to be turning up at any of my uh, future tour dates and you happen to have a spare bit of of foam rubber lying around, I'd appreciate it. Uh, Speaking of the tour, um, thanks to everybody who came out to the Merrill Collection. You heard the audio from that in this feed if you listen regularly to the feed. Uh, it was amazing. It was standing room only. It was, uh, they were hanging them from the rafters. They ran out of books. People were going off to other nearby booksellers that were open late to buy more books. And, uh, it was incredible. Uh, it was incredible to see all the old friends there. There were people I went to daycare with there. And it was incredible to see so many new friends there too. And especially thanks to John for bringing those Ubuntu discs. And thanks to everybody who took one and tried it out. Um, I am on my way today to Boston, and tomorrow, Monday afternoon, I'll be speaking in Harvard Bookstore. With any luck, this podcast will be up before them, um, and I hope to see you there. If you miss me there and you're in New York, you can catch me in uh, Columbus Circle Borders later this week, and then after that, I'll be at the Free Library of Philadelphia, and then subsequently at PhilCon, the science fiction convention there. So I had a great media day here on Thursday uh, before the signing. Um, as part of my Canadian distributor's incredible publicity efforts. So I was on a lot of the local TV networks and also national TV and also did um, some student videos at the signing. And I put that all up at craphound.com. So you can go and check that out at craphound.com slash makers more specifically. You can go and check that out there if you'd, uh, if you are so inclined to see me jabbering away on the nation and the hour and with some students and so on. Um, And then uh, I guess that's all the introductory material that you need, because now I'm going to read to you from the story that I'm working on, uh, The Martian Chronicles. This is a story for Jonathan Strawn's forthcoming anthology of young adult Mars stories. And um, I owe apologies to Jonathan. I am late delivering it. I hate being late. I'm never late. And uh, I'm also over length. I had forgotten that he wanted it limited to 10,000 words, and it's looking more like 20 Sorry. Anyway, uh, it does give me plenty to read. It's not, as you may understand from this introduction, not done yet. It does give me plenty to read. I should have several weeks worth of it. Don't know if I'll get you a podcast next week because I'll be um, I'll be on the road. I'll be I'll be on a plane then. But if I can, I will. And uh, thank you for continuing to listen. And I'm looking forward to seeing many of you on this tour. Thanks. And here's the Martian Chronicles. Martian Chronicles by Cory Doctorow They say that you can't smell anything through a launch hood, but I still smelled the pov in the next seat as the space attendants strapped us into our acceleration couches and shone lights in our eyes and triple-checked the medical readouts on our wristlets to make sure our hearts wouldn't explode when the rocket boosted us into orbit for transfer to the Eagle and the long, long trip to Mars. He was skinny, but not normal skinny, the kind of skinny you get from playing a lot of sports and taking the metabolism pills your parents got for you so you wouldn't get teased at school. He was kind of pot-bellied, with scrawny arms and sunken cheeks, and he was brown-brown, like the brown mom used to slather on after a day at the beach covered in Factor 500 sunblock. 
Only he was the kind of all-over even brown that you only got by being born brown. He gave me a holy crap I'm going to Mars smile and a brave thumbs up and I couldn't bring myself to snub him because he looked so damned happy about it. So I gave him the same thumbs up, rotating my wrist in the strap that held it onto the armrest so that it didn't accidentally break my nose with my own hand when we clawed our way out of the gravity well. This was a phrase from the briefing seminars that they liked to repeat a lot. It had a lot of macho going for it. The pov smelled like garbage. There. I said it. No nice way of saying it. Like the smell out of the trash chute at the end of our property line. It had been my job to haul our monster-sized tie-and-toss bags to the curb every day and toss them down that chute and into the tunnel system that took them out to the Spruce Sunset Meadows Recycling Center, which was actually outside the Spruce Sunset Meadows wall, all the way in Springville, where there was a gigantic mega-prison. The prisoners sorted all our trash for us, which was good for the environment, since they sorted it into about 400 different categories for recycling, and good for us, because it meant we didn't have to do all that separating in our kitchen. On the other hand, it did mean that we had to double cross-cut shredder anything like a bill or a legal document, so that some crim didn't use it to steal our identities when he got out of jail. I always wondered how they handled the confetti that came out of the shredder, if they had to pick up each little dot of it with their fingernails and drop it into a big hopper labeled paper. Mom and Dad were forward, in the adults' cabin, where they were being served fake no-booze champagne. No one was allowed to touch alcohol for 72 hours before lift. This was also from the briefing, and had been accompanied by graphic images of free-fall vomit. Far from the howling, spitting kiddlies. The announcement played twice, once in English and once in simplified English for the foreigners. Simplified English had been new to me when I entered the program, but I soon got used to it. Words of one or two syllables drawn from a vocab of 5,000 or so words. I sometimes even found myself chatting in it over dinner with my parents, which drove them crazy. But simplified was the official mission language, which had been decreed by the Mars Corp and its charter on the sensible grounds that we couldn't have a new world with a hundred stupid, complicated languages. But English was as stupid and complicated as they came, the tough coughs as he plows the dough. So simplified was the right compromise. The Pav listened closely to both sets of announcements, like he was anxious to learn real English so he could stop being such a Pav, but I knew it was a lost cause. Pavs are pavs are pavs. Once you're born a pav, you get all the lessons of being a pav. The idea that the world owes you a living, that you can just get by by being lazy and begging, and it's nearly impossible to learn that lesson. But he'd have to, if he was going to make it on Mars. No handouts on Mars, pav! Alright, that's this week's reading, and I'll come to you next week or the week after. Bye! You've been listening to the Cory Doctor podcast, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike US 3.0. Or as Woody Guthrie put it in another context, this song is copyrighted in the US under seal of copyright 154085 for a period of 28 years, and anyone caught singing it without our permission will be a mighty good friend of ours, because we don't give a dern. Publish it, write it, sing it, swing to it, yodel it, we wrote it, that's all we wanted to do. Many thanks to John Taylor Williams for mastering. That's Rynex Studio, W-R-Y-N-E-C-K Studio at gmail.com. John Taylor Williams is a full-time self-employed audio engineer, producer, composer, and sound designer. In his free time, he makes beer, jewelry, odd musical instruments, and furniture. He likes to meditate, to read, and to cook. Talk to you next week.